you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the journey of business. I am Mike Wolf. Today's guests, that's right, I said guests as in plural, are world changers in real estate as well as the insurance industry. And they both embody the definition of an entrepreneur. Welcome, Bronson and Ashley Schubert, to the show. Hello, Thank Mike. You very much. Thanks for having us. I'm so excited, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know your schedules are crazy busy. You know, when I started putting this show together in the beginning stages, you guys were some of the first people that I wanted to have on the show. Just pure respect from a distance and up close. You know, I love everything that you guys are doing. So I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Mike. We're very honored to be here and happy we get to be with you and your family at church every single week. Absolutely. That's so exciting. So I want to tell everyone a little bit about yourselves. I know you've been married 13 years. You have six kids. Y'all are just bought a massive ranch. You're you're doing it all. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourselves and what's going on in your life? Well, it's kind of funny. I, I'm more of the outgoing personality in our marriage, and he's definitely more to the point. So you'll see that a lot in our interview, I think. Right. That's why we, we work together. Like God knew what he was doing when he put us together because our personalities mesh and we balance each other. So it works out great. So in the 13 years we've been married, I think we've bought four, bought and sold four personal houses. And then on top of that, we just have bought and sold a lot of investment properties and real estate's kind of our jam. Right. I think when we first got married, we didn't necessarily think our life was going to be like this. Uh, he was a personal trainer working at waking up at 4 a.m. to go train clients. And I worked at the Oklahoma State Capitol right. as a legislative assistant. And we just, we just kind of were living, right? Living on love. We knew we wanted to have three or four kids, but we were just happy doing what we were doing. And somewhere along the way, it's like God got a hold of us and shook us and we ended up on the paths we're on now through some mentors in our lives and just some redirection and thank the Lord for that. Cause I feel like we are where we need to be. For sure. We've both been on our business journeys for 10, 11 years now. And then on top of that, we've been married for 13. We have six kids now, just bought a 400 acre ranch out in Chandler. So we are literally in the process of transitioning our lives out there while still having our lives here in Edmond, Oklahoma City. We're going to be by city Is that a word? That's what we're going to be. We'll, we'll make it a word. Let's go for it. Whatever so, that means. So we're yeah, whatever be, that means. We're both places. Like we wear a lot of hats. We, yeah. we love our cows. We love nature. We love being outside on our ranch, but we're also like, we love people. We love plugging in in our businesses and at church and just like walking alongside people. So we have many facets of who we are. For sure. I love it. I'm so excited. So listen, I love y'all's business platforms that you are involved in. So I was going to just start kicking some things off with this. How important is clarity and intention in business? I mean, it's super, super important. I think maybe behind me, you can see some TVs hanging from the ceiling in my office. Right. You know, that's clarity on their goals, the team's goals. There, There's 12 TVs hanging from the ceiling. You can't see all of them, but they have different scoreboards and metrics and 
one of the sayings is that we say sometimes is clear as kind because if you as a business owner have got expectations for somebody, you got to make sure they understand what the expectations are. Yes. And if they don't, you know, it's not fair for you to, you know, hold them accountable to expectations they don't understand. Yeah. Clarity and intentionality is everything. You got to have your goals, you got to set your goals, and then you got to be intentional with your daily actions to go achieve them, you know? Right. I think a lot of that is popular today on social media from people saying those things, but their lives yeah. they actually live uh, tell a different story. You know. Yeah, it's definitely not a it's not common practice, right? You you know, I mean, we you and I dive into a lot of business, so the idea is is that you see businesses that that really require more intentionality, right? They really require these things and they don't implement them, and you kind of see the holes in the boat of their business, right? At least in my experience. Totally. So for sure. Well, that's great, man. I know you guys love helping people. How does that work for you guys personally and professionally? And what does that process look like within your companies? I think for me, it's just like once I realized in my business, because I've been selling houses for almost 11 years now. And once I realized a few years in that it's a there's a bigger purpose behind it, it totally yeah. changed my mindset. And so that's when I came up with my motto, changing homes changes lives. Yeah. Once I realized that I'm not just selling, I'm not just like getting someone from one house to the other. I'm literally playing a role and helping them change their families' lives. And once my mindset shifted to that, it helped my business not only grow and expand, but just become more enjoyable for me because sure. it yeah. was serving a kingdom purpose, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. The currency of the kingdom, for sure. That's great. So in 2022, you opened Bricks and Branches, Ashley, you know, Realty, you know, with the premise of providing that value, like you said, of changing homes, change, you know, changes lives. It's incredible to watch from a distance. Can you dive into the mission of your company? And I know you just did a little bit and the importance of why your culture is different. Yeah, when I started Bricks and Branches, I really wanted to create a boutique brokerage with the mindset of uh, strength, kindness, and integrity, and just yeah. really honing in on what those three words mean. So in the real estate industry, there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of brokerages that focus just strictly on sales. And I love sales. I'm, I, lo I love <laughs> selling. But right. like bigger than that, I am such a huge advocate for women and for moms and just for helping people live their most fulfilled lives, whatever that may be. Yeah. So I wanted the brokerage to be one to one, help clients to bring on agents who want to improve their lives and live well-rounded, balanced lives and found their rhythm. And then three, support other companies and businesses and like-minded people who are trying to do the same thing. Yeah. And so by owning my own, I've been able to do those things. And it feels really, really good to be surrounded by others who are trying to accomplish the same things. Yeah. And it's incredible because I see you're growing your roster. It seems like every week you're bringing on new agents and they are inspired by what you're doing and, and the culture that you're creating there. So I think it's just an, an awesome opportunity to see that in motion. For sure. Thank you. It's been wonderful to see, and I'm just giving God the glory as he works. Absolutely. So I do want to add a side note. You know, you and your company sold our family home. We love the experience. Carrie and I, you know, it was a seamless experience from start to finish. We become part of your family, yes. essentially, right? Yes. You know, and, and I mean, 
you guys were actually on vacation in the middle of selling our home. Yes, we were in Disney. You, you, you know, and you're taking calls and we're closing deals and, and we're wow. going this and that. And I'm, and I was, you know, Carrie was like, please stop bothering her. She's on vacation. And I remember standing in the hallway talking to you guys. Yeah. 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 And you were calling us and I was like, she's on vacation, you know? So it, it's always fascinating to see that. That's not normal, right? <laughs> you understand that. And, and I think that in a good way, that's not normal, but the creative juices that you put into your brand, mm -hmm. you know, cause you do year round events, yes. right. For all the people that you sell homes with and, and you sell homes for and build those relationships, you know, like you said, the currency of the kingdom kind of relationships, mm -hmm. that's not normal. It's pretty fascinating. How did you come to that idea? I love this. It's like one of my favorite things to talk about because I'm passionate about it. Um, yes. For me, it just started with, why I'm doing this. And like you said, I love how you said you feel like you became part of my family right? when I sold your home, because that is exactly what I want. Walt Disney, one of his best sayings is be so good at what you do that other people want to tell their, to come back and watch you do it again and tell their friends. Right. That's what I want to build my business around is to just be so exceptional that I have a family for life and that they want to tell their friends about what I can do to help their family. Sure. So a big part of that is like hosting events throughout the year that families can come to and get their picture made, get family right. portraits made. We do an awesome Mother's Day brunch. We do a Christmas event. Those things are just so huge to me because I get to be face to face with my clients three, four times a year. Now I yeah. love mailing things. I love texting you guys, but right. I, I like, I want to look in your eyes. Like I want to yeah. talk to you. I want to know your kids' names. Sure. Events are just huge to me and they like, they fire me up. I'm already so excited for this year's events, but yeah. you know, the reason for that is just to keep relationships, relationships. Everything. I think it's so great. The touch points, you know, and what you're involved in, I think are so crucial to the referral business, you know, not, not just, not just the customer service and the touch points and that angle, but like, you know, like you said, keeping in contact and, and doing life with people. And I, I think it's a fascinating concept that a lot of people miss. I learned that model from Brian Buffini. He's a real estate trainer and he has a podcast called... It's called The Good Life. The Good Life. He just changed it. So <clears throat> The Good Life is an excellent business podcast. And that sure. is like what he teaches about. Okay. That's great. So I do want to just wrap this up with you, Ashley. You're doing public speaking. You've written three books, mm -hmm. right? You host the Business and Babies podcast. You know, you're in the process of getting your second master's degree. You know, parenting six children. I'm exhausted talking about it. Right. What am I forgetting? What am I forgetting that you're doing? A lot. I, I wear him out. Yeah. What What are we missing that, that I didn't bring up there that you're involved in that, that we want to talk about? You know, I started a group this year called The Vine, and it's for other real estate industry women who are moms and love Jesus. And so I'm really yeah. excited about leading that group. And then outside of that, like I am writing another devotional right now. It's called Joy in the Weeds. And yeah. so that'll come out this year. And that's about a really hard time that I went through last year and how like God's bringing me out of it for the better. So I yeah. think it's going to be great. And then honestly, I'm trying to plug into groups and be a participant and realize that I don't have to lead everything because my natural tendency is just to lead. Well, right. lead. And that's good. But sometimes I just need to like sit down in the seat and listen and be yeah. a participant. And so I'm trying to do more of that this year. I know it's good to be poured into sometimes, yes. you know, I mean, you kind of reach that season where you're kind of like, man, it'd be nice just to catch a breath, you know, yeah. and 
especially in your case. You know, I mean, yes, you're definitely I'm, running I'm a million trying. miles an hour. It's a work in progress. Right. For yeah. sure. All right, Bronson, are you ready? Let's get it. I'm going to start. Ready. You're going to have to get in. <laughs> All right. So you've got two State Farm offices that are very successful in Oklahoma. One's in Edmond. I believe the next one that you're doing is launching in Piedmont here pretty quickly. You are the most reviewed. Can we talk about this for a second? Most Google reviewed agent for State Farm in the United States. Yes. Right. Can you describe the importance of the touch points and adding value to the customer in the insurance game? Yes. You know, the insurance game, much like the real estate game, is a highly competitive game. Okay. Sure. There's agents on every street corner. There's tons of them, you know. But here's the deal. In business, it's like the little consistencies that done over and over again over time really make a big difference. And so yeah. a lot of a lot of agents, you know, will work really hard for a couple of years and then they just go to the golf course, you know. Yeah, they're coasting. Yeah. Just, and, and then they have one or two people in their in their business that answers the phones, but they don't do nothing more. They don't really serve the customer. They're just on defense, you yeah. know. And for us, you know, we, we wanna we wanna be the best we can possibly be. And so for our customer experience, I mean, we're proactively re reaching out to customers. We're trying to look around that corner and make sure that they got the proper coverages in place, you know? Yes. And then you got to toe that line of, of like, you know, they'll say, we're just trying to sell me more insurance, you know? And it's like, well, yeah. yes and no. If you need it, you need it. If you don't, you don't. But what we don't want is like a lot of people say, well, I thought that that was covered. Well, I thought that that was covered, you know? And we don't yeah. want those conversations. We'd really... You know, we want you to be covered. And, 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 you know, so we've got an annual review process that we meet with our customers every year that we try to, the ones that want to. And it's a very proactive approach. We also do what we say we're going to do. We've got a lot of people on staff. We always answer the phones and we just deliver great experience. We get things done. If we tell you we're going to do something, we're going to get it done. Then we're going to follow up with you a lot of times and let you know that we got it done. And it was fair. right. You know, and then the reviews speak for themselves. I think we've got about 2,000 and between both offices and, uh, Honestly, probably about four thousand. But the way Google rolls is they right. get some and they yeah. just take them away, and you got to get more, and it's just the way it's, the way it goes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I love it. I think what you're doing is really incredible. I, the touch points, like you said, I believe the customer service aspect of your business, from what I know of it, is fascinating. I think it's above board, and you do good quality, moral, and ethically good work. Thank you. And I think that that's massively important. And I don't know that that's commonplace in insurance. Let's just call it what it is. Right. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yes. So. That's great, man. So let's talk checklists. I know you a little bit. I know you love them. How important are they to building the foundation of a successful business? To really build one there, uh, you can't really do it without it, in my opinion. Yep. Now, you can run a pretty small shop and, you know, if you're the owner, you're kind of running around everywhere, putting out all the fires. But if you really want to grow a company, you've got to have checklists. You've got to have systems in place. You know, if you really think about it, our brains are not meant to to remember. Okay. They're not right. Come they on. are meant though, to think critically sure. think about a problem, solve a problem. Right. But to remember what I got to do tomorrow at lunch, that's not really what your brain is meant to do. And yeah. so here, you know, in my, on all my businesses, we've got checklists that you follow. So if they write a new policy, a new customer, they've got a new customer checklist, right? Yeah. And on that checklist is things as Make sure in their account page, their relationships are there. If they got a husband or a wife, that they're in one deal. If they got kids, we got the kids' names. You know, we got the email addresses. You know, all those little things that like are very easy to forget. You know, they go on a checklist. And what the checklist allows you to do as a business owner is you you continue to build and create freedom, time freedom. Yeah. And so if I can hire somebody else and they, hey, here's a checklist. Here's how you do this. You know, that they don't have to learn how to do it. They just got to follow a checklist. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. 
I do 100% know what you mean. Yes. Um, so, hey, chasing your dreams is a big thing for you guys. I know you guys are constantly in motion. What is next for you guys? <laughs> Go ahead. I guess we don't know fully. We are starting. We have are expanding our ranch, so we definitely know we want to grow the cattle operation. We're going yep. to be building a house. We've never built a house before. We've always bought existing. So building a house together. You know, we've always wanted our home to be a place that not only serves us, but serves others so that we can like host things for the church. We hosted yep. the internship cookout at our house last summer. And how many people do we have? 50 plus. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. And it was just nice. wonderful. And we want to be able to do things like that more and more and, and just to really be a place where people can come and feel welcome and at home. So that's a big deal for us. We want to keep growing our investment portfolio just pouring into our businesses and yeah. honestly just raising our kids well. You know, our kids right. are kind of getting into the age where our oldest is 10 and then almost nine to where parenting's changed. Like we do have, still have babies that need like, you know, literal physical care constantly. Right. But the older ones we're learning, they actually need to, us to have talks with them. Yes. And they're in like, they just finished wrestling season and that we had a blast, but a lot of it was like teaching them like pain hurts. We know that's hard, but you have to overcome it. And this is why, right. and this is what life's going to be like. And that's why this is good for you. So like yeah. our parenting strategies are changing a lot right now. And we're, we're not doing everything perfectly, but we're learning as we go. Yes. And, you know, schooling and just figuring out how to be the parents that God called us to be. And right. We're in, we're in that right now. We're in it. I love it. Yeah. You know, uh, our girls, as you know, just turned 16. Oh. They're driving. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Posts. Yeah. It, it's, it's something to, you know, it's something. I don't really know what else really good to say about that. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, you kind of, like you said, that you, they need you until they don't need you. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, they, it, you're used to them coming home after school and now they're going to Sonic every Ooh. day or Chick-fil-A or, you know, I mean, it's a whole process. It's different. So, it's like life is seasons. It is. It is. And this is, this isn't as stretching of a season as I thought it would be, but you know, Carrie's struggling with it more than I am, mm -hmm. as I'm sure you can imagine. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a great experience. So shifting gears, you know, I know you guys love to inspire others. I believe inspiration comes from finding your purpose, doing what kind of God has called you to do while you're here. Where do you find your inspiration and how do you inspire others to see the best in themselves, even when they can't see it? Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough question. It's a loaded question. I feel like one of my callings is to encourage people and really right. encourage women. I think, you know, for us as leaders, it's super important to start our day well. We're both very big on like reading our Bibles in the morning and starting with prayer. So I will sure. say that. We're also huge on, we've always been just putting God first, going to church every Sunday, tithing, like just yeah. keeping the first things first. Yes. And I think when you honor God with your first fruits, if you will, like he's going to bless abundantly beyond above that. Sure. I think that's something that we do that we've always done and we'll continue to do. Yeah. Um, and we'll teach our kids to do encouraging others and inspiring others. I think it's just kind of a flow from what we are doing in life. I think God put us in positions to serve him. And through that, he's blessed our businesses so we can bless and encourage others. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I will say, you know, obedience is something it is, is inspiring, you know, so seeing, you know, you guys tie in and I know moving to Chandler is not close to where we go to church. Let's right. call it what it is, you know, and, and you being there every week and serving and being consistent and, and your, your kids seeing that. And, yeah. and, you know, I, I think maybe it's hard for you to see that other people see that, you know, and, and I, you know, so it is inspiring and that's kind of what I was going for with the inspirational piece, because I do think the obedience that you guys have is, is wildly inspiring for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, so I had a question about encouraging your kids to understand the kind of like your family mission statement, you know, because I feel like your mission statement people, maybe I'm mis maybe I'm misreading it, but I don't believe I am, you know, do you guys have a mission statement for your family that you guys really drive home other than maybe, you know, I know God first is always one of the big things because that's how it is in our house. But, you know, is there a mission statement that you, you really drive hard into the children? We haven't written one down per se, but I think there's things we really teach them and try to instill in them. Yeah. What do you like adversity? Yeah, there's a lot of things. And I think it kind of ties into your question prior to that, but positively influencing others and telling them what that what can be done. You know, life is hard. Yeah. And it's even really, it's a lot harder if you do the wrong things. It makes it sure. a lot harder. But it can be a lot it. simpler if you just do the right things, you know? Yeah. And so I think the world will like, leads everybody down a path of like the wrong things. And so for us, we've got to teach them the right ways to do things. You, you work hard and you earn a paycheck, right? You don't right. get a paycheck, you earn a paycheck, right? And do that, those things. And then... You know, when you earn your money, then what do you do with it? You know, the 10% goes to the Lord, the 10% goes to you. You know, if you can do a little bit more than that, do that, and the rest you live on. And I think, too, in, in life, we, we try to help other people realize that, you know, you're capable of a lot more than you think, right? People always, always. how do you have, you know, all these businesses and kids on and, You know, if you're organized, you're diligent, you're consistent, and you stay on top of things, you schedule, you prioritize, you know, you can, you can do a lot more than you think. And so inspiring others and watching them, kind of do do more is 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 cool and with our kids i think we try to implement that in their life well, something we do that i think is like people always say how do you do that is we have dinner around the table with our family every night like yes literally almost every single night we sit around the table together and have dinner and we talk and that's just always been a priority for us and it works well so we're going to yes. keep doing that. And then another thing that I think practically we do, we do better about it in the summer than I think we do during the school year. But we teach our kids how to work, how to earn money. And then we help them divide the money into envelopes to where we'll have like tithe, savings and spend. And he's yes. really good at talking to the kids about this better than me. But just about, OK, now your taxes come out of this. Yeah, this is how that works. For and sure. practically teaching them because let's face it, they're not going to learn it in school. Absolutely not. Yeah, And then we're also really big about instilling reading into our kids. And so I did a summer reading program with them last summer to where they had to read like 15 books. This is the oldest new. And if they did, we got to go do something fun. And I think we went to like get air and Chick-fil-A. But it was we're just trying to instill a love of reading into them because reading is something that is going to serve them their whole lives. Right. And we're both huge readers. Like that's yeah. something we haven't said, but we read a lot business books. I love, I love fiction. Also, we, we listen to podcasts constantly. Yeah. So we're just like consumers of content constantly, if you will. Sure. That's awesome. 
sponge the sponging off of i i love sponging information off of everyone like you said i think podcast this is the game changer for me like you know i never dreamed i would be doing a podcast about business i've always done behind the scenes stuff so now talking about business with people every day i'm fascinated with the journey and that's kind of how we kind of came to this moment so absolutely so can we talk family business for a minute i grew up in a family business how do you guys juggle all of the things that you're involved in? I mean, I know we talked about, you know, State Farm and, you know, we talked about the reality, but you guys have a lot of, have a lot of other irons in the fire. Like, how do you guys juggle all of that and make it all work? We're still learning, but yep. I will say delegate, delegate, delegate. Craig Rochelle says only do what only you can do. And when right. I heard him say that years ago, it just like hit me. And sure. so I think that's something we have gotten better about is <clears throat> delegating. He, he delegates a ton at work. I delegate a lot at home. Like I have someone clean for me. I have someone right. who picks up my groceries and does laundry for me. Now, granted, like we haven't always had that, but right. now that we do. It allows us to focus on what we can do best and have yeah. time for what we need to spend time on. And it also blesses those people by giving them jobs and opportunities that they're sure. looking for. And so yeah. delegation's huge, I think. The delegation's big. And then also, like, people talk about having, like, uh, I don't know, work-life balance mm -hmm. or whatever. For us, right. I mean, really, it's just it's just one life, right? Right. There's no true balance. Like, she's talking to you at Disney World, helping you sell your house, okay? Yeah. We're on vacation and working a business at the same time. Mm -hmm. That happens yeah. all the time. And we you know? love that. We're not like, oh, we're on vacation. We can't talk to clients. Like, it, it's who right. we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot. It's a more of a rhythm. Pastor Josh says that, like, find your rhythm. Yeah. It doesn't have I love to be it. balance. Right. It's not yeah. like five o'clock hits and there's no business in the evenings. And it's also sure. not like business consumes our evenings either. There's just day to day depends on what's going on, but you've got to be flexible and we you kind of blend the two together. You know, we We're kind of unique, too. Like, I think a lot of couples who are in business work at the same business. Right. Which looks different. We're like co-entrepreneurs yeah. where we each have our own businesses, but we understand each other really well because right. we're, you know, we both have the business minds. Now our minds work much differently and we like get aggravated at each other because our minds don't work exactly alike. Right. But I think we are in a unique situation and keeping God first, family second, and then just realizing that we're, we are entrepreneurs <clears throat> so we can own our own businesses and so we can have the lives we want to live. So good. I love it. You know, I believe that knowing your why is critical to success. You know, do you believe this? And like, what is your guys's why behind the what? I think that's an important question. I also think that it's over-exaggerated. Sure. My, let's talk about it's it. It's just me. Okay. And that's not no. what you said. So hear See, him out. We're different on this. Yeah. For me, I don't have to have a giant why to go build a big business. I just... For sure. I'm a competitive person and... I, I like making an impact and that's, you know, whether that's the impact in customers or employees and team members or, or, or we're able to go buy the uh, latest shop that I want to go buy. Right. Uh, you know, stuff like yes. that. Right. I don't have some deep, like purposeful meaning of why I get up out of bed in the morning. Now, right. sometimes I do. You go through seasons where you do. You know, uh, I definitely want a great life for my family. I want to be able to do whatever we want to do. If we want to buy a 400 acre ranch and go raise longhorn cattle and, you know, whatever. I mean, I want to be yep. able to do that. But I don't. Yeah. Other than that, it's like um, I just I think creating the life you want to live, whatever that might be. There's no right or wrong answer. I think people get hung up a lot of times in business because they can't figure out their why. 
Right. You want to let somebody know out there. If you, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, there's some Absolutely. people, she's going to have a great answer probably of a really powerful why. Made me look really right. bad. But that doesn't mean she's right and I'm wrong or I'm right and she's wrong, right? You can, yeah. You can do it both ways depending on your personality. Right. That, that's just kind of my two cents. No, you're 100% right. To each their own, right? I mean, and, and I think everybody's experience in business is different. Ashley, do you have something on that? or? I mean, I'm not going to expand a lot because <laughs> I, mean, I talked about my company mission statement and the why behind that. Yeah. So that helps me. He's much more to the point, like I said, and I've... Yeah. I, I, I love the motivation and encouragement behind a why. I think it's important yeah. to write your why down. Now, something yes. I will say that I have learned is that your why can change by season. It used to really bother me when I would write my goals down and then in five years they look totally different and right. it still bothers me sometimes. But I've gotten better mentally to say that was a season. Now we're in a new season and my yeah. our minds have changed in five years. Yeah. You right. know, like something I want to talk about for a minute is like 10 years ago, we started making money and we're like, let's go buy brand new cars. And it was <laughs> right. great and we enjoyed it. And now we're in the season of that's not that does not work for us anymore. Let's go pay cash for five year old cars, 10 year old cars. Right. Let's cut this expense out so that we can like like live like no one else so you can live like no one else. Like we've been doing that for a long time. Like we canceled cable before canceling cable was cool. Was it before it was popular? Right. Yeah. So we used to go to, when we first got married, like $5 enchilada night at Interurban Insurance Enchilada Plate. And he wouldn't let me do tea. And now he can't pay $2 for tea, man. I can make it. I'm saying, I listen, I get it. And now we're at the point where he's like, if you want a tea, get a tea. And I'm like, "Uh, yes, I earned that a long time ago. (laughs) But just like, I think seasonally, our mindsets change. God grows us. We are not the same people we were 10 years ago. Thank the Lord. You know, it's okay for your goals and your why and your passions and your circumstances to change as God changes you. Yeah. Right. That's, listen, that's powerful. I love it. So we talked about you guys loving to read. We talked about mindset. Napoleon Hill says you become what you think about. How does mindset play into your businesses as leaders? Man, that's everything. Okay. Come on. I mean, you'll hear, like some people know that I have a saying, I eat adversity for breakfast. I'll put videos on there. You know, our power will shut down in here randomly. (laughs) Yeah. You know, whatever. And, And for me, like my team, you know, the average person, it's very easy to just gravitate towards negativity, right? Like the days ruined, you know, you know, and for me, you got to make, you got to just make light of it, you know, um, but for me and my team and my business, mindset is everything, you know, I've got a coach to mindset all the time. If we control our thoughts, then we can, we can usually control a lot throughout the day and our success. If you're, if you're kind of negative thinking, then your results in business are going to be negative. And so, for me, we do a lot of things. We read books as a team. They're all self-help books. You know, we have huddles throughout the day. We're all positive. Somebody does something good. We celebrate that every day, multiple times a day. But I know how important mindset is. And so, therefore, I've got to teach and coach that to uh, my team members and make sure that they're controlling their mind. So, if I hear them get negative, like a customer was super mean to them, they're like, that, you know, you know, they're yeah. trying to help the customer. The customer will listen and whatever the case may be. And then they get all mad. Sure. I'm like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, yeah. Positivity, right? Yeah. Positivity. Don't lose sight of the time. You know, here, right? like, shut up, you know, and, you know, but 
but then all of a sudden they'll laugh, you know, and it'll make light of the situation. They're like, all right, you're right. You know, let's go on to help the next person we can help. Right. But anyway, those are some practical examples. But every day, that's why we start off reading our Bibles. We, you know, we read books all the time because you've got to feed your mind the right things because, you know, we don't watch TV. We don't watch the news. You know, we turn, she said she looked at the news the other day. She's like, how do people watch this stuff? It's like, like I watched it for yeah. one minute. You turn it on for five minutes. It's just like drained you. Yeah. All this neg- it's like, really? All that, you know, this negative. And so, you know, we, you know, you got to constantly pour good stuff in, you know, and pour stuff, good stuff in. And uh, that's important. Yeah, man. That's so good. So I know I've talked to you guys about this before. The show that I built here was built around the return on investment of failure. How important is failing and learning from that experience and how have those moments shaped you guys? <laughs> I felt <a> love. <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, yeah, I, I'm still growing from this. People ask me like, how do you become resilient? And I'll tell them it's like from failing and learning over and over and over again. And it's yeah. not that you just become an expert at it. You just become better at getting up faster. Correct. You can look at it in the way of you never fail. You either you win or you learn. Yep. Uh, we tell our kids in the wrestling tournaments, they've had a couple tournaments where they don't win medals. And we tell them, you know, like, you ain't learning if you ain't losing. Right. So, yeah. like, I think that applies to life and to business. Um, For me, last year, I had to start a brand new brokerage unexpectedly while six months pregnant during the summer while raising five kids. And it was not planned, but it was something that has grown me so, so, so much as a person. And now looking back on that, I'm to the point where I can say, I'm glad that happened. God, you knew what I needed, even though if you paid me a million dollars, I wouldn't go back there. Yeah. Like God knew what he was doing and God cares way more about our character than he does our comfort. Come on. So while you're sitting in your uncomfortable situation, like God is saying, I'm growing your character. Right. I see the end goal and you got to go through this because I can't just take you where I want you to be while leaving you where you are. Yeah. So real resilience and that grit it cannot be learned it cannot be learned down the easy road unfortunately i wish we could just take the easy road and learn all these lessons but we can't right Uh, we have to it's it's like that iceberg illustration where it's like everybody sees the success but at the bottom of the iceberg it's like failure failure mistake mistake learning 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 that's what people don't see but you have to have that to get to where god wants you to be so good because i think people think it's easy right they see you winning and i think that's the hard part because people don't post about losing right they don't post they don't post about learning that that's not popular right nobody wants to see that no one cares about that so you can't be scared to fail you know if you yeah, the only way to succeed is you got to fail a whole bunch of times so really the game is who can fail the fastest and the most often, right? Because right. the more you do that, the, the quicker you're going to figure it out, you know? And yeah. most people get so scared because, you know, they're scared of the failure. They don't ever start. And you just got to, you can't, you can't worry about the failure because it's going to happen. You know? Right. And you, as long as you learn from it, you know, that's correct. Of course, correct. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, man, that's so good because, you know, like I try and explain to my girls, you know, we, we talk about it a lot because I lead youth in the church. You, you think you guys know that I've led high school for eight very years cool there now. For you to do and, that. Yes. And, and so like, you know, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kids are at church every single Wednesday night and, you know, they're not learning anything about business. They're not learning anything about 
what it takes to win or lose gracefully, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think it's such a, such a weird moment to be in because I think as business owners, you, you want your kids to understand what it takes to win, but you also want them to understand what it takes to live and, mm-hmm. and to make it happen and then to provide value it's such an interesting time we're in. I don't know how else to put it other than that, because, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I pray over these kids every single day because they're just not getting what it takes to right. do what we do, you right. know? And, and I think we grew up in a different time and, and access is everything. And so it's, it's definitely an interesting time. So. Yeah, absolutely. That was my soap, my soapbox moment. So be careful with that. I'll be careful there. Yeah. So on education. So, you know, I've been praying about this interview with you guys for a handful of weeks because, you know, I was telling my wife, I admire how you guys do life. You know, I, I know you guys, it's, it's inspiring. Like I mentioned earlier, I find my inspiration in listening to speakers and podcasts and, and sermons and stuff like that every week. And, you know, Mike Todd from Transformation Church up in Tulsa, he's great. He's dynamic. He's wild. You know, he said something recently that made me think of you guys and I hope you're in for it. So let, real quick, you know, it said, what is the difference between somebody who understands the kingdom and somebody who is a Christian? Christians want God to solve their problem, while kingdom citizens have been given the authority by God to solve the problem. But when you're unaware of the power, your level of domination is limited. Mm. And it really just made me think of you guys because I think you see it differently. And a lot of people don't. Right. And it, does that make sense? Or am I hitting that on the right note that makes you guys hear what I'm saying? That's such a Mike Todd thing to say. Like, yeah, I can hear him saying that. Yeah, I, I think hear, it's perfect. I hear people say all the time, you know, I'm just waiting for God to give me the answer yeah. or uh, yeah. I'm going to pray about it. Now, I'm not, I mean, you got to pray about it, but you also got to take action. Come on. Let's see. One of my verses I got to hang on the wall is Proverbs 10, 4. It says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent <laughs> hands bring wealth. Okay. Come on. My yeah. But, you know, you've got to take the action, you know, and God will give you the power, yeah. right? God will yeah. open the door, but you've got to do the knocking, mm-hmm. right? You can't yeah. sit at home in your sweatpants eating Cheetos and, and try to act like you're going to go do something and you're just waiting for God to open the doors. No, you got to, you got to go out and get rejected. You got to go out and take action. You got to, you got to go fail. Like we talked about earlier, right? Right. And seek God's wisdom and seek his direction. But too many people just sit on the sidelines and they don't do the action. The action part is the hard part, but God's got all the power. I mean, we never, we knew we would be, we, we would hope to, and had goals to be successful in business. But, you know, I think if we were to look at this uh, 10 years ago and be able to look into the future and see this, we'd, we'd probably be pretty blown away. Right. But we could, yeah, without God and all the blessings that we've had and the diligence and all the thing. And he rewards the diligence, you know, right. I agree with that. And I think like a lot of people don't talk about where it started and how hard it was. Like, he was a butcher in a meat market making five dollars an hour. Seven twenty-five an hour, baby. Come on. And I was a waitress yes. for like six years. And when we think back to how those jobs shaped us, oh my god! Like yeah. work ethic for me, like people skills for you, just working in something uncomfortable but getting the job done. Like yeah. don't, you know, don't look down on small beginnings because those might help propel you to where God sees your future is going to be. Right. And I just, I was just thinking about like going through hard times as a parent, it's so hard to watch your kids fail. And it's so hard to watch them go through things that you wish you could shield them from. But we just talk about all the time, like we want our, our ceiling to be their floor, right? 
Like we want for them, but they have to pave their own way. They have to fail. We can't want them to be developed people and not them never fail. So you can't be afraid to let your kids fail, to let, you know, to watch them learn, to watch them make mistakes. But, you know, we can be the example for them that, you know, it can be done. Yeah. That's so good because, you know, I mean, I, I thought the Mike Todd thing was really powerful. It made me think about you guys. And, you know, I tell my, my daughters all the time, no is a tough answer to hear, right? When, especially when you're young. People don't understand that. But, you know, like I try and explain to other people in business, it's like, especially in customer service businesses and stuff like that, that they go out and they hear no and no and no. They want to give up after the first no. But wonder if I told you on the 26th no, right, that you, you know, that's going to change your life. Mm-hmm you'll be trying to get 25 no's as fast as you can get them to change your life at 26. And so, you know, I mean, whatever that number is, is a number that's set by God. It's not a number that's set by us. So, I mean, I'm just truly fascinated by the mindset play of, of that. And, and I just thought really that, that, you know, Mike Todd deal with the kingdom citizens thing. I just, I thought it it hit strong for me when I was really kind of praying about this interview. So I'm really just grateful for y'all and stuff like that. So I just thought it was powerful. It was great. I love it. Absolutely. Well, hey, finally, can you guys tell me where we can find you online? I will have all of your links to everything that you guys are involved in on all the bio and stuff like that. But can you tell us where we can find you online? So I'd love for the women specifically listening to listen to my podcast. It's called Business and Babies. Oftentimes I'll interview other women and occasionally men who are doing business and motherhood and life simultaneously. And I'm just now getting into a season where I'm actually doing like Bible teaching episodes. So I'm releasing one this week and it's called when your test becomes your testimony. And so on the podcast, you can hear things monthly and just encouragement. So, and then I'm super active on Facebook. Find me on there, just Ashley Schubert and also on Instagram. That's good. Yeah. And for me, you can find me at uh, bronsonismyagent.com and also on Facebook as well or Instagram. That's awesome. Well, I'll have links for all of your books on Amazon. Okay, absolutely. I will have links for all of that stuff so you guys can pick up everything that that they're doing online and and have all of that in the podcast. So I will definitely make sure that that's on there for you guys. I forgot to tell you, Mike, he has a book on Amazon. Yeah. Are we going to talk about it? I mean, Bronson, what are you holding out? Yeah, it's called Insurance 101, How to Have a Bad Day, Not a Bad Life. Okay. It's an easy read. I mean, you can read it in one setting, 70, 80 pages, something like that. Okay. it's, It's just a high level overview of the insurance world, okay? Not many people want to read an insurance book, okay? I get right. that, right? I mean, it's yeah. how boring can you be? But I made it I made it kind of, you know, <laughs> so somewhat fun and interesting and short and sweet, high level, you know, high points. What kind of insurance do you need? What do you not need? How does it work? Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And it's, it'd be something good, like, if you're a high school student, you can read that and understand, and it would, it would really impact you. You know, because like we talked about earlier, you hit it, the schools don't teach it much on business finance or managing your yeah. taxes and other. And so it gives a little bit of hints on not just insurance, but uh, money habits and taxes and different things like that. So yeah, you can find my book on Amazon. Okay. That's good stuff. Well, Hey, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know how busy you both are and you're constantly running in a million directions, but I, I'm thankful for you taking the time. I'm truly appreciative and, and I'm so excited to see what's going on with you and your family. Thank you for your grace on us as we've been moving and in the process. So thanks for your grace on getting us scheduled. Absolutely. All good. No, I'm thankful for the time. We're thankful for your family, thankful for our church, thankful to do this. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you guys again. Thanks for everyone checking out The Journey of Business. We'll be back next week with another incredible guest or guests at this point discussing their journey. Have the best day. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com. Thank <laughs> you.